wicked, 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 wicked. Get down to business. This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Happy Friday. I don't understand the weather. I'm not even going to make small talk at all about it. Can't figure it out. Cannot figure this out. There was actually a point uh, this week where I wasn't 100% sure that I was going to be able to do the show this week. Because even though it's not 100%, uh, my voice is back. It was pretty much gone a couple of days ago. And so between tea and rest and honey, I wasn't sick. Just had no voice. Because if you're here in uh, central Iowa, you know that the weather's been like 75, 60, almost 80, 51. Like the, that's, that's how I get sick. So I hope the weather with all the allergy stuff in the air and the change in temperatures, you're okay. Thanks for hanging out here on a Friday. Uh, Coming up, we are going to get to whoever Tyson Bajan is. And if you're a Bears fan and you don't know who your starting quarterback is coming up this weekend when uh, Chicago takes on the Raiders, we'll get to that. We've got lots of live sports coming your way this weekend, as always. Tomorrow, football doubleheader, Drake and San Diego, followed by USC and Utah. I've got some Caleb Williams thoughts for you because I think people are idiots. But But this meme culture we live in, I'll get to that. And then on Sunday, doubleheader, we got Lions and Ravens. Whoever would have thought the Detroit Lions would be the featured game of the week from ESPN Radio. But we will have it for you. Lions and Ravens uh, right here on ESPN Des Moines. And then after that, ALCS at the Astros and the Rangers. And how are you not rooting for Texas? How are you not rooting for Texas? They've got Creed in the house. Creed is at their games. They play arms wide open and higher at every game. And the guys from the band were actually there last night. Scott Stapp was there. The whole band, everybody besides Scott Stapp, if you go find a picture of them all in their rim, they all got Rangers jerseys because, you know, they didn't own them. But they all have these jerseys on. And the guys from Creed, not named Scott Stapp, all look like rock stars. Scott looks like a suburban dad. Who's just hanging out like a good-looking suburban dad? Because he, you know, Scott Stepp's a good-looking dude, but he look—he doesn't look like a rock star. He doesn't have that that Creed look from back when Higher and One and Arms Wide Open took over the country. So that's what's going on in baseball. That's my because if you don't know how that started, they were going through a slump. The Rangers started playing Creed in the clubhouse, and then all of a sudden, it became some music they played for like walk-up songs and in the stadium during the games, and they've gone on this ridiculous winning streak and. They play Creed. They invited the band there, and they were there. All right, uh, we'll get to a lot of different stuff. But I have to start with a guy who I love watching play football. Absolutely love, and did while he was in Green Bay. He no longer plays in Green Bay, but he's still in the NFL. I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers, okay? Talking about Devontae Adams here. If you haven't heard, Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders is not having the kind of run that he was expecting or hoping to have when he was traded from Green Bay to Vegas. ESPN's Adam Schefter. Look, he's frustrated right now with his diminished role in the offense. And yeah, he's been nursing a shoulder injury, but they haven't gotten him the ball. And the way that he views it is the more they get him the ball, the better their chances are to win games and to have sustained success. He's not getting the ball. And so he believes it gives the team the best chance to win by getting the ball as often as possible, which hasn't happened the last couple of weeks. They've been fortunate enough to win, but Devontae Adams is making it very clear. He wants that football and he wants to win. He wants both together, and we'll see if the Raiders can accommodate him starting Sunday against the Chicago Bears. It's a bad look. It's a bad look for Devontae Adams. So we're going to hear from one of my all-time favorite Green Bay Packers here in a moment. We're going to hear from 17. But it's a bad look that your team has won two straight games. Granted, over bad competition, I mean, the Packers, whatever that was, a couple of Monday nights ago, and the Patriots, who stink, but you only had, what, nine total targets, six catches, 60 yards, 70 yards or whatever in those two games, but your team won. And the thing that Devontae Adams is making headlines about right now, unfortunately, is he wants the ball. He wants the ball. He actually talked about it with the media, too. This wasn't like through channels or on a podcast like people do these days in 2023. But Devontae 
speaking to the media, let his frustrations be known. My benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I oh. go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game. And that's, like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out and, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. So if, I mean, if it don't look like it's supposed to look, then, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated if I'm not a part of that, that plan. Can you play that one just the very first five seconds where he talks about wins and losses again, please, Kira? My benchmark is not wins and losses. It's greatness. So There you go. I didn't think that Devontae had that in him. This is a bad look for Devontae Adams. And I'm not cherry-picking pieces of audio to make Devontae Adams look bad. This is Devontae Adams, all right? I cut it up into a couple of different spots, but I didn't cherry-pick it. You're not listening to anything out of context. Here's more from Devontae trying to work through his frustration. I mean, it's a work in progress. Obviously, we're going to continue to work through it. But, I mean, I'm a human being, and I have extremely high standards for myself and this offense. So, it's, to me, it's not just about, you know, I'm sure people thinking, like, you know, well, they won the game, they won the Packers game. You know, why is there an issue? I mean, you see why it's an issue. You, you know, y'all should know who I am, know what I'm about at this point. Well, we'll just run through the last few games for Devontae Adams where he has had monster games. Week two against the Bills. Six catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. They lost. Week three against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 13 catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns. They lost. Week four against the Chargers. Eight catches, 75 yards. They lost. But the last two games where he had two for 29 against New England and four for 45 against Green Bay, they won. So to say my benchmark benchmark is not wins and losses is a bad, selfish look. And only, in my opinion, only adds to the wide receivers are divas mantra. Because they are. They're the big... Listen, you... You never pay a wide receiver $30 million a year, all right? I think it's the most overpaid position in the National Football League. And Devontae's making that kind of money, all right? But Devontae Adams chose this. You cho- Devontae Adams, now granted, he wanted to go play with his buddy David Carr, or Derek Carr, excuse me. Devontae wanted to play with Derek Carr, his college buddy. Well, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo are pretty much the same quarterback. I mean, if you watched the game last night, Derek Carr is not an impressive player. No matter what Colin Cowherd is going to tell you, Derek Carr is not a great quarterback. He's being paid like a really good quarterback. He was a highly sought alternative to Aaron Rodgers in the offseason, signed with the Saints. I bought in. I'm like, well, he's a good quarterback. He's, he's above average. Derek Carr is not a great quarterback. But Devontae Adams chose to leave Aaron Rodgers and chose to leave the Green Bay Packers. Devontae Adams chose to leave the system where he was being fed ball after ball after ball. Aaron Rodgers locked onto him. He chose this. You cannot leave the system and the team and the quarterback where you are the number one option go to an organization that is not going to be able to give you nearly the success. And I don't know anything about Josh McDaniels other than I think he's in over his head. But you can't go to a place where you're not going to be as featured and then be like, what the hell? Why am I not getting the ball? I don't care who the quarterback is, if it's Garoppolo or Aiden O'Connor or Connell, whatever the dude's name is, the backup, or it's Derek Carr a year ago. And Devontae had a good year last year. This year, not off to a great start. I can guarantee you, by the way, if you have Devontae Adams on your fantasy football team, not that you wouldn't start him, but make sure you've got him in the lineup against the Bears. He is going to get 50 targets this weekend. The squeaky wheels get grease in the National Football League. Devontae Adams complaining not just to his quarterback, not just to his head coach, not just to his offensive coordinator, not just to his buddies or his agent or whatever. Devontae Adams complaining in the media about him not getting the ball 
is a bad look in my mind for Devontae Adams. But again, I think he's going to get fed 50 targets. If I'm if I'm the Bears this weekend, I'm doubling Devontae Adams because they're going to throw the ball his way or I shadow coverage or whatever. One more from Devontae about making the team better. If I have the opportunity to go and make to, to change that and make it look like a much better pitcher out there and if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be frustrated. You know, if, if Jacoby goes out and have a a monster game or if the offense is scoring every five plays like the you know our first drive on the bills then it is what it is i don't you know I don't, it's not about me but you know i'm one of the bigger pieces you know as to why this offense is gonna go and if i'm not getting it then that's obviously not um according to plan so we want to we want to obviously keep working like we are to, to get that that right he basically just said if jacoby myers and the raiders offense scores but it's not him he's unhappy God, this is not what I thought of Devontae Adams when he was in Green Bay. I, it, as a Packers fan, it pains me to hear Devontae say these things. Now, again, every receiver wants the ball. Every receiver is a diva. Every receiver thinks that the ball should go through them, especially when you've had the career that Devontae Adams is having. Like, if you look at his career numbers, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. There's no doubt. I think if the season ended today, or if his career ended today, I think Devontae Adams is a Hall of Famer. I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Maybe that's the Packers bias in me saying he's a Hall of Famer. But I did not believe that Devontae Adams would have this me-first attitude, even though I probably should have. You know why? Because he's a wide receiver. So it, it's, it's really difficult for me to listen to some of these things come out of his mouth. Uh, meanwhile, his head coach, you know, if you're Josh McDaniels, you know your time is numbered in Vegas, right? Like, everybody has to realize this probably isn't going to work. Josh McDaniels, good offensive coordinator when he had Tom Brady. Head coach material, mm, running end arounds and kicking field goals under two minutes when you're down eight or whatever he did two weeks ago. And I I listen to Josh McDaniels. You're going to hear it right here. I listen to Josh McDaniels, and it sounds like he's... It sounds like he's a little bit surprised that Devontae would say these things in public. Great players wouldn't be great if they didn't want to try to help the team win in every way that they can. Cliche. You know, we have a handful of guys that have earned that opportunity. Cliche. The game is different for them because they've you know achieved a certain status and, and they want to in- contribute every single time that they're out there as cliche. much as they can. So that's part of them being them. Cliche, cliche, cliche. But if you want to hear lipstick out of pig, Stick around, because coming up next, Josh McDaniels really tries to put some lipstick on this diva pig. All right, that's next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. It's a really good song. It is. Listen, you turn Creed up. Oh, yeah. All right. Creed is to Nickelback as candy corn is to Halloween. Creed is my always, and I got to get to Devontae again, but you played Creed. All right. People don't actually hate candy corn. You don't actually hate Creed. All right. The internet tells you you hate Nickelback. The internet tells you you hate Candy Corn. And the internet tells you you hate Creed. But I don't believe any of that, all right? Candy Corn's fine. Is it great? No. But it's good. And so is Nickelback. And so is Creed. They've sold 11 billion albums, all right? Creed, Nickelback, Candy Corn. All under the same tree. Back to Devontae Adams. I'm Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. You're on 1021 FM. And 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Talking about Devontae Adams, who is griping to the media this week. Unfortunately, one of my all-time favorite Green Bay Packers, now a Raider, uh, he is griping to the media that he doesn't get the ball enough. And we're going to play that real eye-opening, that real ear-opening soundbite here in just a second. But I promised you would hear uh, Josh McDaniels try to put more lipstick on this pig. 
would never tell them to squash that. I mean, he's been a great leader, a great influence. We know how this goes. There's stretches, and we've seen this already in the league, you know, I don't know, a half a dozen or more times this year where a certain player doesn't necessarily get a certain number of targets one week or the other for a number of reasons. I wouldn't want him to change or any other player like that. Um, I've said that before. Like, our job is to, to make sure our best players have an opportunity to impact the game, and they can only do what they can do, you know. So he's going to do everything he can to help us win. I know that for sure. He's got a great attitude and mindset. He's you know, as, as competitive as a guy as I've ever been around, um, and he should want the ball, and he should want to contribute. He's frustrated. He doesn't want to hear that. I don't think a head coach, a head coach in the National Football League knows that he's got six wide receivers on the team, and they're all going to be divas. And the level of diva is always highest with your you know, wide receiver one. You know, imagine being Mike McDaniels, the head coach of the Dolphins. And you've got Tyreek Hill as your wide receiver one. Is there a, is there a louder mouth when it comes to speaking? His podcast and the claims that he makes? Is there a louder mouth than Tyreek Hill? But you deal with it because they're incredibly talented. And Tyreek Hill might be on pace to hit 2,000 yards this year. You know why? The offense, the quarterback. Guess what? Devontae Adams is on pace for 1,100 yards this year. You know why? The offense and the quarterback. Because Josh McDaniel's offense is nowhere near that of Mike McDaniel's offense. And Aiden O. Garoppolo is nowhere near the quarterback that Tua Tagovailoa is. But again, I go back to Devontae Adams. And this soundbite still sticks with me. If I have the opportunity to go and make to, to change that and make it look like a much better pitcher out there and if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be frustrated, you know. If, if Jacoby goes out and have a, a monster game or if the offense is scoring every five plays like, the you know, our first drive on the Bills, then it is what it is. I don't, you know, I don't, it's not about me, but, you know, I'm one of the bigger pieces, you know, as to why this offense is going to go. And if I'm not getting it, then that's obviously not um, according to plan. So we want to we wanna obviously keep working like we are to, to get that, that right. Dude, if Jacoby Myers has 12 catches for two, uh, you know, 148 yards, two touchdowns, and the Raiders win, and Devontae's got two for 31, Devontae's unhappy because he even said my benchmark is not wins and losses. I Again, I'll go over his three best games this year statistically. Eight catches for 75 yards against the Chargers, 13 for 172 and two scores against the Steelers, and six for 84 to touchdown against Buffalo. They lost all three of those games. Six for nine, I'm sorry, six for 66 against Denver, two for 29 against New England, four for 45 yards against the Packers. They won all three of those games. Maybe you're, you're an incredible decoy, Devontae Adams. But again, you chose this. Devontae Adams chose this. You cannot break up with a woman who absolutely adored you and loved you and waited on you and made you priority A, and you guys had a wonderful relationship, to then go find somebody else, maybe you dated back in college, and things might, you know, 20 years later, they might still be okay. 10 years later, who knows? And it turns out that maybe she peaked in college. Maybe she wasn't as nice as you remember. Maybe her priorities changed. Maybe you're no longer the focal point. And you can't be like, man, I, I really expected this to be different. You went from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Caropolo. You chose this. You cannot get angry. You cannot get frustrated. And you cannot complain about not being the focal point of the offense when you left the team that made you the focal point of the offense. All because you wanted to go back and date your friend. That's not the way that it works. You made your bed, Devontae. Now you got to lie in it. Now will he get traded? I don't know. The, uh, they gave away a first and a second to get Devontae Adams. Everything I've read is nobody's going to give more than just a second-round pick if there's a trade made. And I think the trade deadline is two weeks from yesterday, maybe three from yesterday. I don't know. The NFL trade deadline is weird. It's rare to see big-time trades happen. Sometimes Christian McCaffrey got traded. That worked out so far for San Francisco. We'll see if it continues. Certainly didn't work out well so far for the Carolina Panthers and their rebuilding project. They stink. They're 0-6. So there you go. There's Devontae Adams. That's the... It just, it hurts, right? Like, if you're a Packers fan like me, or just an NFL fan, and you see one of the great players of the last 10 years, and one of the great receivers of all time, 
And you're just like, ugh. Why has it got to be like that? Why does it have to be like that? Uh, I want to do a, get to a college football here real quick. You know, tomorrow we've got USC and Utah. We're playing in that. We're playing in that game for you. It's what, 14 versus 18, I believe, out of the Pac-12. And uh, USC lost last week. Caleb Williams, the Heisman favorite, threw three interceptions and a loss to Notre Dame. Can't say I'm upset. Um, I, I do. I don't really have a rooting interest when USC and Notre Dame play. But I do want to address something about Caleb Williams. And maybe you're on Facebook. Like us, ESPN Des Moines, ESPN DSM on Twitter, X at ESPN DSM. And maybe somewhere on your social media feed, you've seen Caleb Williams, the quarterback who won the Heisman last year and is most likely to be a number one overall pick, number two pick, whoever's up there at the top. Two, two rumors about Caleb Williams you've probably seen on your social media feed that I think are complete bubkis. One, and I've never heard Caleb say this, I've only seen the source memes and never post meme as fact, all right? That Caleb Williams will only go to five teams in the National Football League. And the odds are your team is not one of them, all right? And the Bears are not one of them. And the Bears could have the number one overall pick. You know the Panthers aren't going to take him because they just took Bryce Young. I have yet to see anybody with a direct quote from Caleb Williams about going to one of five teams. I think it's like Vegas, Dallas, New York. Some, I think I saw the Vikings were on there, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But we have got to stop posting memes as fact. All right? I saw it like three weeks ago, and it's just picking up more steam about him staying in college if one of those five teams is not going to select him and he's going to be unhappy a la Eli Manning back when he got drafted by the then San Diego Chargers and traded to the New York Giants. That's not happening. He's not going to go back, all right, to college and and not go to the National Football League if the Washington Commanders take him number one. I don't know who's going to be at the top of the draft. It's not going to happen. If the Bears are at one, Caleb Williams is not going to go back to USC. Oh, wicked. He's got NIL money. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's only making about a million dollars in NIL money. He's going to have a $22 million guaranteed contract in the National Football League. Plus, all that NIL, it comes with you when you become a professional. I screamed about this last week when it, came, when it comes to Caitlin Clark. Everybody's saying, oh, she's going to stay in Iowa. She's going to stay in Iowa City. because She's got that NIL money. Got that State Farm endorsement just kicked in. Got that Nike money. You don't think Nike, you don't think State Farm, you don't think they're going to follow Caitlin Clark to the WNBA? You don't think that whatever endorsements Caleb Williams has, you don't think that those as the quarterback of USC aren't going to follow him to just for example, Chicago. You don't think Nike or Reebok or whoever is going to start throwing tons of money at the first overall pick, the guy who's going to be the next face of the National Football League. The guy they're saying is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. You don't think that money's coming with him? That money is going to follow Caleb Williams on top of his guaranteed contract to whatever team is drafting number one overall next spring. There is no doubt in my mind. And the other garbage about Caleb Williams that probably came all over your, your social media feed. Caleb Williams wants a piece of the franchise that drafts him. Oh, my God. Really? We will believe anything in this country. We will literally believe anything that is on a meme that is posted, shared, retweeted, whatever. Again, I go back to my point about the five teams that will draft that Caleb Williams will only play for. Has anyone heard Caleb Williams actually say that? No. And until I actually hear Caleb Williams or his agent actually say that, I will never believe it. You got to have some balls to be a 21-year-old kid who's done nothing at the professional level. You got to have some stones to be able to demand that you get 
1% of the Chicago Bears or 1% of the Minnesota Vikings? First of all, no. Second of all, there ain't no way. Stop posting memes with stupid... The other one I saw this week was that Taylor Swift is buying a house in Kansas City. No, she's not. Now, granted, Taylor Swift has enough money to buy a house in every major American city and still live plenty comfortable for the rest of her life. But a month or whatever into dating Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift is not buying a house in Kansas City. I cannot tell you how many people reposted that meme. We are a country of lemmings. Stop posting meme as fact, all right? Because 90% of your memes are, are wrong, are lies. Memes are funny. But when you're like, when I see my friends in Kansas City posting the Taylor Swift one, it's like, great, now she's going to come here. No, she's not. She's not, all right? She's got a house in New York. She's got a house in Nashville. She's got a house in L.A. She's probably got a house somewhere in Pennsylvania. I don't know where Taylor Swift lives. I have no idea, all right? She's not buying a house in Overland Park, Kansas, all right? She's not buying a condo on the streetcar line in downtown Kansas City. That's not happening. Do you know who buys those condos? The Chiefs and the Royals. Not megastar Taylor Swift. She could have a flat in London, a house in Japan. She could have three houses in New York. She could buy Rhode Island. She doesn't need a house in Olathe, Kansas. All right? It's not happening. Stop Posting meme as fact. Coming up, is Michigan illegally stealing signs? There is a lot of controversy around Jim Harbaugh again. We'll get to that next. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. I'm through standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the of the ninth and I'm never gonna win this life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be every one of their songs could be a beer commercial I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs and a bathroom I can play baseball Come on now. in and a king everybody knows the words to this song Nickelback has nothing to do with any of this Nothing to do with any of this. This is a savage attack by our producer, Kira, on, on Nickelback, all because Creed is showing up at Texas Rangers games, all right? That's my favorite Nickelback song. Okay. I don't. I like it. I'm a Nickelback fan, all right? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You tell me if I'm wrong on this. All right. By the way, welcome in. We're on 1021 <laughs> FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. This is Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Hello if you're watching on the stream on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. What's up, Carl? What's up, Andy? What's up, Paul? What's up, John? What's up to uh, Adam? I have made the claim, and normally I do the morning show on Laser 103.3 here in town. All right, it's a rock station right down the hall. It's my normal job. If Nickelback announced a concert at Wells Fargo Arena, it would sell out. Oh, yeah. I believe it would sell out. Yeah. All right, as long as there wasn't a show in Minneapolis at the same time or near that, I believe that that show would sell out. People have told me I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if Creed opened for Nickelback? <laughs> I would love that. All right. <laughs> call me a bro. Call me a douche. Whatever you want. <laughs> I would be there for a Creed Nickelback show <clears throat> in a heartbeat. All right. I'd have like bedazzled jeans. Oh, yeah. You know, and the white yeah. tank top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All about that look. I'd go frost my tips. <laughs> get it. Just get it. Hawkins Creed just plays Rangers games, man. They love them. They love them. So the biggest story in college football uh, going on, of course, Iowa Iowa getting ready for the Floyd of, Ro- uh, Floyd of Rosedale game against Minnesota. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Kinnick Stadium. Kickoff about 2, two o'clock kickoff, I think, on Saturday. And then, of course, uh, they'll be without their quarterback and both tight ends, starting tight ends. Sad to hear about uh, Eric All, who's out for the year. I did I did read Luke Lachey could be back by the bowl game. And they are 6-1. and one. They are bowl eligible again. 22nd time in 23 years that Iowa is uh, going to be bowl eligible. 
That's a pretty awesome stat, by the way. Uh, but the biggest story in college football that has been brewing for like four or five hours and just really picking up steam over the last couple of days is surrounding Michigan and head coach Jim Harbaugh. Michigan is being accused of stealing signs from the opposition. There's a dude on Michigan's sideline. He has a, uh, a, a hat pulled down. He's kind of dressed low-key in blue like everybody else on that sideline. And his name is Connor Stallions. And as soon as, according to the report, now stealing signs, by the way, not illegal. Not illegal to steal signs. It is illegal if, let's say, this dude, Connor Stallions or whatever, goes to a game and steals the sign. That is illegal. So there's an NCAA investigation right now into Michigan sign stealing, focusing on this dude named Connor Stallions, who joined Michigan in the spring of 2022, so just last spring, or spring and a half ago, as a recruiting analyst. Since his name has emerged in this investigation, ironically, he has scrubbed his social media. Hmm. He deleted his Instagram and his Twitter, which were active yesterday. They are now gone. But those within the NCAA and within the Big Ten they believe that Stallions is stealing signs. Stealing an opponent's signals during a game or even from a TV broadcast, it's common. It happens. You're on the other sideline. You're watching the signals. The guys will tap their head. They'll rub their belly. They'll do the arm thing. They'll hold up the cards, those ridiculous cards with whatever's on them. If you can figure out the system, that's okay. If you're doing it from the, your couch or your office and you're watching on TV, that's okay. But the NCAA is now investigating on whether or not Michigan and Stallions gained information on their opponents to learn and how they did it to steal such signals. If the school learned information through in-person scouting of future opponents' games, that violates an NCAA rule that's been around for 30 years. If the school learned information through the use of recording or video devices, that violates another bylaw. Michigan released a statement, quote, the school is committed to the highest ethical and integrity standards, Stealing signs is an issue that provokes disagreement from an ethical standpoint. One Big Ten school uh, source described Michigan's sign-stealing system as an elaborate scheme that relied on a combination of video footage and in-person recordings, and it should be banned. Now, again, nothing has been charged, but this is the conversation that's being had right now. Now, there are there are a number of ways to, to look at this, and there are a number of ways that you can say, well, is this illegal, what they're doing? Um, it's, it's hard. Sign stealing has been going on in every sport forever, right? I mean, back in the day, when I used to work at a radio station in Ann Arbor, uh, there was a prat where the, where the Michigan football team would practice was on a road called State Street. You know, one side of the road was all frat houses or small houses or whatever. And then the other side of the road was the big practice facility with a big 10-foot wall around it. You know, big football field and, uh, you know, goes into the, the, the weight room and all that kind of stuff. Well, back in the day, Woody Hayes had people in those houses. So you could see over with cameras and telescopes. And Bo Schembechler, paranoid or not, would have members from his staff go into those houses and look for guys to watch the windows, look for guys who are trying to figure out what Michigan was doing. This has been going on forever. And whether or not it's been going on forever justifies it or doesn't justify it. This, to me, is a gigantic, fat nothing burger. All right? Nothing whatsoever. I don't believe that this is one of those things that Jim Harbaugh has been cooking up at least to the point where it is illegal and goes over and above. Braylon Edwards, who used to play at Michigan, went on to the National Football League. One of the great wide receivers in the history of that school thinks that Jim Harbaugh is an honest man. Me and him may have a lot of things that we may butt heads on. Him being honest is definitely not one of them. I was there with him in San Francisco. I've known him since he was on the sidelines. My dad was at Michigan. One thing he cares about is his honesty and how he holds himself as a man, his core values, his core principles. So basically the way this would work, is a team calls a play, they break the huddle, and then you watch, what you're supposed to do is watch this Stallions dude who's on the, the sideline. He's a Navy grad, by the way, probably a very smart guy. And you're supposed to watch him, and he'll either rub his shoulder, touch his eye, 
whisper something to somebody somewhere, and maybe a signal gets into the defense of what is what is coming from the opposition. One coach said, as soon as we flashed something, he knew right away, you go through the film and you start seeing a trend of certain coverages versus run and pass. They're getting into the best look that you can get into. Staff members are spotting stallions signaling into the game or gesturing to another assistant. Teams are even moving to wristbands when they play against Michigan as opposed to the cards so they can see it, call it, within only on the huddle. Now, one question is, why isn't there a, a, an earpiece in every head or every helmet, or at least one helmet? You know, why can't the offensive coordinator call the play into the quarterback, you know, just like they do in the National Football League? College football makes a bajillion dollars. That would seem like the easiest way to curtail any of this. But the problem with that is, and I understand it seems like it's an easy fix, especially in the Big Ten with the Big Ten contract and all that money. Um, you have smaller schools who would be at an extreme disadvantage. So if you're going to do it for Michigan and Ohio State and Alabama, you have to do it for Alabama A&T. You have to do it for Eastern Michigan. You have to bring the money all the way down so that all 117 or however many D1 college football programs we're up to now, you have to make sure it is a level playing field. And I don't know if the budget at uh, Alcorn State is the same as it is at USC. As a matter of fact, I know it's not the same. I don't even know what level Alcorn State is these days. But you, you understand what I'm saying. If you're going to put a, a headphone in, they're relatively cheap, I would imagine, but you have to do it with all 120 programs that are at the D1 level, at the uh, FBS level or whatever we're calling D1 these days. More from Braylon Edwards about uh, his, his friend and uh, Michigan head coach, Jim Harbaugh. I was in San Francisco. I could never imagine, like, the things in which he, how we talked about honesty and being truth, your truthful form, being true to who you are, your character. These are conversations that he would have on a regular basis with grown-ass men. I can only imagine what he's instilling into his college kids. So him cheating, far-fetched. One Big Ten school coach told Yahoo in an interview, I once told Stallions, we know what kind of bleep you're doing, and it's bleeped up. I think there's only there's really only one of two head coaches that could be. One, Ryan Day, the head coach at Ohio State. Michigan has beaten Ohio State the last two years. They have hammered Ohio State the last two years in the second half. They have out-physicaled Ohio State. They have dominated Ohio State the last couple of years. The tide is turning back. So it might be Ryan Day. It also could be Greg Schiano. Listen to this halftime interview uh, that Greg Schiano gave when Michigan was blowing Rutgers out. This It didn't seem like it meant anything when he said it a month ago. Four penalties for your team in the first half. Some that cost you. How do you clean that up in the second half? Well, there's some stuff going on out there, so we just got to slow it down a little bit. There's some things going on that aren't right as well, so we'll talk about how to handle it. Hmm. Is that your whistleblower? Is that the guy complaining that Michigan has somebody on the sidelines? Again, there are ways around it. Stop using the card. Stop using the signals. Uh, use the wristbands. Give the cut. You know, there are ways around it. The headphone thing is a good way to get around it. But is this the most egregious and illegal thing you've ever heard? I don't know. I feel like sign stealing has been going on forever. Urban Meyer famously would have people watching Michigan only to watch Michigan when he was dominating that rivalry when he was at Ohio State. But they would just they would do whatever they could to get intel on Michigan. I feel like this would probably translate all across college football. Like you're telling me right now, there isn't a guy who works for the Iowa football team whose sole job it is is to watch everything Iowa State does this year because it's the most important game on the schedule. Or maybe they just watch. Maybe one guy has to watch Wisconsin. Maybe one guy has to watch Minnesota. Maybe one guy has to watch Ohio State. Some of the most important games on the schedule, right? Guys that are dedicated to scouting the big rivals they play every single year. It would make sense to me. So if they're going to make an, you know, an example out of Michigan, kind of like they're making an example out of sports betting with Iowa and Iowa State, even though I think we all can agree there are college football players and athletes at every school betting whether or not they're of age, whether or not they're betting on their own school, whether or not they're betting on the NBA, whatever they're doing, they're making an example. As you know, if you're an Iowa State fan or you're an Iowa fan, you're the example. You don't think there's cheating going on and illicit behavior going on in the SEC? Come on.
Come on. I guarantee you there's a version of this guy, Connor Stallions, on Nick Saban's staff. I guarantee that there's a guy like this on Brian Kelly's staff down at LSU. Actually, there's probably like seven guys on Brian Kelly's staff because he's such a slime ball. Coming up, who is Tyson Bajant? Bears fans are going to want to pay attention. I'll tell you what happened to Bajant, your new quarterback, last December that's going to make you laugh, might make you cry. That's next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. One zero two one FM and thirteen fifty ESPN Des Moines. What's up? My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. Don't forget, a lot of live sports for you. College football doubleheader tomorrow, starting at uh, two thirty. Drake and San Diego, followed by USC and Utah, battle the uh, two teams in the top twenty out of the Pac twelve. And then on Sunday, the Lions and the Baltimore Ravens from ESPN Radio. We'll have that one early, eleven a.m. for the coverage. And then the ALCS Astros and Rangers. If you're looking for live sports all weekend, instead of just talking heads, we got you right here. All right. Uh, My Green Bay Packers going up against the Denver Broncos this weekend, because I'm going to get to the Bears, but I want to give the Bears fans some red meat because I know of all the stuff I've talked about, the Packers and Jordan Love on this show. They're not very good right now. They're offensively challenged. Uh, I'm having some real doubts about my head coach in Matt LaFleur. If Green Bay can't score against Denver, it really might. And I know there are some fans who are already out on Matt LaFleur. I'm not. I was kind of excited to see the full Matt LaFleur offense this year because I know Aaron Rodgers audibled out of a lot of stuff. The whole thing is predicated on a run game. Well, injuries and youth and all the the excuses I can come up with, uh, they have kind of limited our ability to see the Matt LaFleur offense. So they're coming off a bye. They get Denver. Denver's defense is terrible. Denver, if if you... Okay, so Aaron Jones, hopefully healthy. If you're a Packer fan, you want to see Aaron Jones on the field. Especially if you have him in fantasy. The Broncos allow 172 rushing yards a game. If Green Bay can't run against that defense, there's some real trouble brewing in Titletown. The Broncos allow four... I'm oh, sorry, 5.6 yards per carry. Even A.J. Dillon should be able to get a couple of first downs. And that guy walks and runs like he's stuck in the mud. Denver is giving up 440 yards a game. Denver allows 440 yards of total offense per game. If Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love cannot move the football against Denver, who gives up 30 Three points a game. If they can't score points against that football team, then that seat warms up. Because was he 13 and three the last couple of years before last year was the bad year? But was he 13 and three his first couple of years in Green Bay because of him or because of Aaron Rodgers? You got to be able, if you're the Packers, you have to be able to move the football against that defense. Well, Wicked, the numbers are a little funky because they gave up 70 to the Dolphins. I don't care. If Green Bay can't get to 30, or even, hell, 27 would be nice for this Packers offense. All right? Four quarters would be nice to see. All right? Then I'm really going to have my doubts about Matt LaFleur. Even with the youth and the injuries and the excuses, I got them all, man. I got them all. Meanwhile, uh, the Chicago Bears have a very interesting quarterback they are putting out there. Uh, Let's hear from their starter this year. His name is Tyson Bajant. He is uh, the quarterback for the Bears taking over for the injured Justin Fields. He was kind of nervous last week when he came in for the injured Fields. Yeah, excited. Um, playing football is my job, so I, I enjoy playing football, so I was excited to get out there. Uh, obviously, you know, butterflies. You're playing in front of so many people, and, you know, the stakes are high, you know, in the NFL. But um, felt really prepared. Felt like the coaches did a good job of always preparing all the quarterbacks, you know, week in and week out, um, just because it's always one play away. So I uh, felt good. Felt All right, so you felt good. That's great. Now it gets the start. Now, if you are a uh, casual Bears fan, maybe even a hardcore Bears fan, you're all about Justin Fields, right? Did you know who Tyson Bajan is? 
Have you ever heard the name Tyson Bajan? Other than maybe who's the backup? And someone said Tyson Bajan. And you said, who cares? That might have been you. That happens in conversation. You know, the Packers backup quarterback is Sean Clifford. Jordan Love goes down. They're not going to win anything. Heck, they might not win anything with Jordan Love this year. But if Justin Fields went down, what are they going to win with Tyson Bajan? Well, let me tell you a little bit about Tyson Bajan, Bears fan. He's a former Division II quarterback. Went undrafted, all right? Goes undrafted, gets in the in the Bears camp, and played his college football at a school I've never heard of. Now, I've watched college football. I'm 42. I've been watching college football for a long time. I watch a lot of college football. I watch less college football now because of kids than I did, say, before four years ago, right? Of all... All the college football that I have watched and covered professionally and spoken about in a, this capacity, I've never heard of Shepherd University. Never in my life. Can't ever tell you that I've ever heard of Shepherd University. That's where Tyson Bajan went. I looked it up. It's in West Virginia. Didn't know that. Did not know that. So last December, they played in a playoff game because, of course, at that level, they figured out you can do a playoff. He played in a playoff game where he was sacked eight times. Tyson Bajitz was sacked eight times. And he threw two interceptions in that, in that game. Do you know who they were playing? The Colorado School of Mines. The, the what? Not mimes, not like the people with the white faces that can't talk. Tyson Bajan, this week's starter for the Chicago Bears. Got sacked eight times and threw two picks in a 44-13 loss to the Colorado School of Mines. Nothing I told you there is a lie. Everything I've told you about him is a fact. Great engineering school. You want the Colorado School of Mines? Colorado School of Mines. Is it? Yeah. Great engineering school. Okay. This was. These are the kind of schools that I looked at, Wicket. I okay. Didn't, I didn't go to a for, big... For your football yeah. school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah big yeah, football. yeah, yeah. I've never, where is it in Denver? Is it in Boulder? Where Boulder. Is, it's in Boulder? Mm-hmm. All right. So people are like, where do you go to school in Boulder? You either go to Colorado or you go to the Colorado School of Mines. Pretty sure it's in Boulder. I may have to look that back up. That's I right. think it's in Boulder. It's the Colorado School of Mines. Who cares? <laughs> All right. Who cares? Now, I don't know. Maybe Tyson Bajan is a diamond in the rough and he is going to be the next Sid Luckman and whatever. Maybe this guy is going to be great. And you can send the tape to me and be like, Wicket, remember when you were making fun of Tyson Bajan? I don't think I'm making fun of Tyson Bajan. I'm just telling you right now, Bears fans, when you wake up Sunday morning and you get ready for Bears Raiders at Soldier Field, if you are going, my guy Wade, who I went to week one, I went to week one against the Packers with, my dude Wade makes a five-hour drive to Soldier Field. He drives in the Saturday night before. Anybody else who's driving from Des Moines or wherever you're listening to us, driving into Chicago, when you wake up and you start tailgating, you start yelling out, Duh, Bears, as you walk around Soldier Field on what should be a pretty nice day in Chicago, you are getting ready to root on Tyson Bajant, a guy who got sacked eight times and threw two picks against the Colorado School of Mines 10 months ago. That, to me, is the story of the week in the National Football League. That that's the backup to Justin Fields. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you this, there are going to be Bears fans before the game kicks off that say, Bajan should start the rest of the year and not Justin Fields. Those people are idiots, all right? When Fields can grip the ball again, he's got a hand injury. When he can grip the football again, you absolutely have to play Justin Fields. But there will be people, there will be people who believe that Tyson Bagent should be your starting quarterback over Fields because they're idiots. Uh, Real quick, before we get out of here, you want to make some picks? And we made terrible NFL picks before the year began. We're not picking NFL. We're not picking NBA. We're not picking the NHL. Uh, All right. I know you're a big one, hockey fan. One day. No, sorry, Kira. Right. The Toy Hall of Fame has their 12 finalists. Uh, These, And then they have the uh, the Forgotten Five. 
Mm. So three of these 12 are going to be inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. Are you ready? Yeah. Baseball cards, Battleship, Bingo, Bop It, Cabbage Patch Kids, mm. Choose Your Own Adventure Books, mm. Connect Four, the Little Tykes Cozy Coupe. We looked that up. It's the red little car your kids ride in with the yellow roof. Nerf, Slime, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Ken, Barbie's boyfriend. Because Barbie's already in the Toy Hall of Fame, if you did not know. She owns the place. Yeah, she's basically it's the Barbie <laughs> Palace or Mansions. It's Barbie's Dream Hall of Fame. Uh, do you have any three that stand out there to you? I usually get this wrong every single year. Well, we have to eliminate the not toys. <laughs> now, I will tell you, in the past, things like the ball and the stick have gotten in. Those are toys. Right. Okay. I'm just making sure you know. Those are toys. All right. Okay. Like Risk, I believe, is in. Okay. Yeah. I would put board games in the toys category, okay. but choose your own adventure books are not toys. Okay. Okay. So you Bingo got Bingo is not a toy. It Isn't is... Bingo a game just like just like it's Risk a is a game? It's a board game. But it's a game. It's a gambling game, not for children. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. All right. So you're eliminating Choose Your Own Adventure and Bingo. Okay. Uh, my pick is Nerf. You're going to go with Nerf? Mm-hmm. I think Boppet's out. I think Boppet's far too new. I don't think enough people have played Boppet. Boppet's not that new. I don't think my mom has ever heard of Boppet. Mm. My mom's a boomer. Mm. She's never heard of Boppet. She okay. would, if I was like, Mom, what do you do with this? She would have no idea. <laughs> mom, describe to me a Boppet. Like, my aunt, <laughs> my aunt is watching right now. I don't know if my aunt in, in Detroit, mm. Aunt Dean, would you know... <laughs> would you know what a bop it is or could you describe it yeah i think i think nerf is top i think nerf top might two. have to get in i think cabbage patch kids because they've been mm -hmm. around since my like my sister had a cabbage patch kid and she's five years older than i am and i'm 42 so i think cabbage patch is in <sighs> i think nerf is a solid answer and can you go I mean, you don't like baseball cards i take it no not a toy collector's item not a toy They'll get in. Ninja Turtles? Nah. Ninja Turtles toys. I, with headlines that things are we got going on right now, doesn't Ken kind of have to get in because the movie was so successful? Like, Don't you feel like there's going to be a push for Ken? Yeah. Barbie's already in there. You don't want her like fooling around. Oh. You know? Mm-mm. <laughs> got to watch out. All for... right. Cabbage Patch Kids, Nerf, and Ken. There's our final three answers. The song is about... Uh, when Scott Stapp found out he's going to be a dad. All right? How about that? Stop hating on Creed, okay? <laughs> uh, that is it. We are done. We'll do it again coming up next week. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Don't forget, lots of football tomorrow and on Sunday. Creed, oh, yeah, let's just get out of here. Thanks for listening to ESPN Des Moines. Welcome to this place.